Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to another edition of the Drive the Lane podcast. Uh, this is Coach Boardman. Uh, joined with me is Coach Tao, and we're here to bring you the Williams group in the PNTT tournament. Um, thanks, Coach Tao, for joining. Uh, Absolutely. We'll, we'll start uh, right at the top with uh, the Blacksburg Bandits. Um, last season, they were an Elite Eight team in the NTT uh, they finished number 14 overall. They graduate um, a recruiting class that was ranked 34th, 55, and they bring in the 91-95 class. Uh, so, Coach, uh, what, what do you see in Blacksburg for this year? Yeah, you know, the, you lose a little bit of talent there. You still have a, a really good 6-9 uh, junior class that kind of is going to propel this this team as as far as it's going to go uh most of that starts with uh you know your your two uh sophomores kind of uh i'm sorry i'm looking at the wrong wrong class michael smith their point guard he's actually going to be a senior um and i i like that quite a bit actually when you you know anytime you've got your main scorer leading guard as a senior uh it's it's a good thing for sure the one issue and concern I have is replacing departing senior Luciano Williams. Uh, he was, you know, really good for them. Uh, highest plus minus, uh, almost highest game score. Averaged nine and a half boards, almost four defensive steals blocks a game. Uh, I, I don't know if they've got anybody in this freshman class that's going to be able to replace that. And that concerns me, uh, you know, trying to finish, you know, basically with an elite 18 type team in the NCT again, that concerns me. They're not going to have that dominant guy down, down low that at least defensively can kind of help anchor that defense. Yeah. Looking at that, you know, position that they need to fill. Um, I think the preseason uh, position battle here is between Ian Hale and Darren Ireland. Um, Eric Dubois can, maybe press a little bit, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Ian Hale move down into that center role. Um, it was really solid last year, had 2.4 blocks and 1.3 steals from the power forward uh, position. Um, six foot nine, that's not, well, that's not ideal for center. That's not a short center no. by any means. Yep. Um, and if a coach uh, Blue Skies uh, makes that move, um, then that leaves the small forward and power forward position open, um, which might be a little bit easier to fill. Um, he, he has a lot of wing height on his bench uh, from last year and brought in some in this recruiting class. Uh, it's a top 100 recruiting class. I wouldn't be uh, ashamed of putting any of these guys on the court um, that they brought in. And I think they'll have another solid squad that can uh, push again for another NTT uh, berth this season. Yep, I agree. Uh, it's just going to be – I think that your suggestion with, with Hale going down to center makes a lot of sense. And, and I do think you're right that it makes it a lot easier to, to replace that or it gives you a lot more options to replace and, and find you a new power forward if you need to consider compared to a center. So I think that's a, a really – smart move uh, if, if coach goes that way. Terrific. 
Uh, moving down to Worcester, the number two group or seed in this group. Uh, last year, uh, they were an NTT team, um, kind of backed in and finished at, at uh, 44th in the NTT, number 59 in the power rankings. Uh, they graduated the 1426 class, uh, which, which was going to be a really tough um, to replace, and then uh, Coach Statwolf brought in the eight-one class, so I'm sure he's thrilled about that. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, uh, Coach, with uh, Worcester's, the Italian yeah. Mafia. Yeah, they're they're one of my my favorite teams to follow. Just I, I love the name, and uh, you know I think anytime, like you said, you can you can improve on a departing you know fourteen twenty six class. You got to be thrilled as a coach. So. A lot of um, of talent that's that's getting brought in brought in in that class. Um, you know, you've got Samuel Greer, average sixteen points a game in high school, playing power forward. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of versatility. Uh, and, and then you got Charles P- Podowski, um, another guy averaging about sixteen. Uh, played center. I think he's probably a little undersized for center in the the college game, but I, I really like his numbers and, and think he gives you. Uh, kind of a plug-and-play replacement there if you do want to go that direction um, and, and replace uh, Charles Williams leaving it power forward. So, I, you know, I, I don't I don't think you can probably bank on the, the scoring efficiency that Williams brought you right out of the gate, but I think he's going to give you everything else. And, and that's nice to, to have coming off, like you said, a, a, an NTT squad from last year and, uh, you know, other depth pieces just to make you better all, all around uh, on the bench otherwise. I, I think it's a, a really strong class and a, a really strong start to the, se- to the season. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, followed this team as closely over the years um, or seasons. Uh, what sticks out to me is last year, ever digit minutes uh, on the team, um, his bench, uh, most of the uh, 1059 per game was the um, end of the bench. Uh, scoring likewise went, you know, top to bottom. There wasn't one dominant scorer. Uh, you look at the per 30 numbers and they had eight guys in double digit uh, scoring per minute. So it, it can definitely be spread out. Um, I just wonder, you know, who's going to lead this team down the stretch. This is a tough league. This is a tough uh, preseason tournament. Um, (laughs) Trayvon Moore and Damian Gass, uh, they were fairly efficient last year. They're shooting uh, over 56%. Um, Are they going to maybe get some more shots now that uh, Williams has graduated or, or is coach Sat Wolf going to spread that out across uh, the rest of the team? Um, overall, you know, those two players very efficient from the three point line. You know, they were over 40% uh, a piece. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see those, uh, 14 shots per 30 or 14 shots per game um, get distributed uh, to more and gas this year to try to uh, bump up those um, shooting efficiencies. Yep. I agree completely. I, th- I think that's the most likely scenario. You know, you've got a, a, a basically what's going to be a senior class. That's a, you know, like you said a 120 class, you know, the talents there 
And I think the the most logical step is to to push and funnel those shots to those guys because the efficiency, like you mentioned, is there, uh, and, and I think the talent's there to to handle that. So I, I think that's a, a really smart observation on your part. Moving down uh, to the number three uh, team uh, in this group, Aurora, Roaring Rhinos. Um, that's say that five times fast. <laughs> Uh, they graduate the 23-11 team. Um, were in the PTT last year, finished uh, power ranking number 52. Uh, they had a couple nice uh, NTT runs in seasons 30 and 31. Um, they bring in the 113-123 class, so a little bit of a step backwards uh, when you look at the talent that they uh, graduated. Uh, what do you see in this team? Yeah, you know, unfortunately for them, it's just, you know, your your talent that you're bringing in, uh, at least on paper, has not kept up with the talent going out the last couple of years. Uh, and that just makes it tough. So they were a little undersized last year, but had the, the senior guard play and the shooting to, to kind of make up for it. And, I, you know, unfortunately for them, I that really didn't get fixed. Um, they're a little less talented on the guards and, and don't really still don't have a, a dominant kind of post player. Uh, don't really see one in the, in the freshman class with the size you'd want to see and in, in a league like league 31s to, to really compete. So uh, unfortunately, I think they're probably going to take a step back. Um, I, they're going to put a, a lot on Peyton Loudon, assuming he stays their point guard. Uh, you know, played shooting guard freshman year, so he's got some positional versatility. But, you know, I, I think for them to kind of stay where they are, he's got to continue to be efficient, shoot his three-pointers uh, his three pointers a little bit higher clip, uh, and really just, just kind of drive that team. I think he, they're going to go as far as he can take them. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone really gets excited about a 113-123 class, especially a team that – um, has had NTT uh, success uh, recently. Um, Aurora's number 18 power ranking in the last five years. This has been a solid squad. Um, but looking at this class, you know, they bring in two players with some height, Griffin Thomas and Luke Martinez. Uh, Diego Chapman um, at six foot one. Uh, it, he, he was okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, defensively, didn't turn the ball over. Maybe not the most efficient scorer, but um, you can coach around that. I think these are three players that will, you know, form up their bench going forward. Um, none of them are going to be all conference players, uh, but this was a it's a rebuilding piece, um, a piece that you can build around in the future years, and that might not be the most um, exciting thing right now um, after graduating a top 25 class. Uh, but I think the future is still bright uh, for Coach M. Cook. And um, if Peyton Loudon can shoulder the load, um, I, I think they can – win a couple games for sure in this uh, PNTT tournament, looking at their schedule. Um, they get Boston, who's preseason 181, and Tacoma, who's uh, 208. 
Um, and their uh, conference games, uh, they can definitely squeak a few out there. I, I, I just don't see this team as uh, making a push uh, to win this group uh, this season. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I, I agree with you. I just, I don't, with what else they're having to deal with in front of them with, with Blacksburg and uh, ex- especially Blacksburg, I just don't know if, if that's going to be a, a, t- a team that they are going to be able to, to compete with. Moving on to the fourth team in this group, the Glendale Girton Busters. Um, they were an RTT team last year. They graduate the 171-174 class. Um, two of those seniors were NA, uh, so they're only replacing 10 minutes of playing time from last year's squad. They bring in the 114-92 class. What do you see this year from the Girton Busters? Yeah, I think, you know, you're still going to be propelled by that senior 10-11 class. And I think there's a lot to like with that class. Uh, Zaquan Simon at point guard, you know, averaging almost 24 a game. Uh, and really just, you know, they're they're kind of you're playing your your small forward shooting guard and, and, and point guard. So nice to kind of have those guys plugged in if you want to. Um, like you said, I, I think they get a little bit more talented and, and I think that the freshmen, um, will, will pair well around that, that senior class to, to elevate this team kind of from the RTT, um, at least to the PTT, I believe. So I, I think that they're definitely improved and, and, you know, anytime you bring in a seven footer, um, I, even if he's, he's not the most talented guy in the world, uh, he's still seven feet. So at a minimum, he's probably going to outplay any other uh as a backup center at a minimum he's gonna outplay people so can't teach height and and it's always nice to have to have somebody like that so i think this is a a good class to continue um glendale improving and and pushing towards um a potentially uh an ntt type season it'll be it'll be tough but uh i I, you know it's they're definitely gonna be improved uh, Coach S. Wesley here, this is his eighth season as Glendale's coach. Um, historically, this has not been a good team. Uh, they made the NTT in season one, um, and they haven't been back since. Yep. Uh, do, do you think this is maybe, you know, this is the last chance uh, for the senior class, 10-11 class. Do you think they can make a make a run at the NTT this year? Uh, I you know, I, I do agree. It's it's probably their last chance for a while, uh, depending on, you know, a, a kind of an outlier class coming in to replace the outgoing seniors. But uh, it's it's the, the tough thing for them is conference 27 is not easy. You don't really have the, the any real bottom feeders that, you know, you're going to get wins off of. And then you've got teams like Reno um, and Fremont who are, are really solid, normal kind of expected uh, NTT teams the last couple of years, or at least the last four or five. And and then you've got kind of a middle area of San Diego and Oakland. So, you know, you, your, your path to making the NTT is probably going to be as a third best team in that conference. And so that means, you you, you know, you're going to have to be better than, you know, a couple of Reno, San Diego and Oakland. And so it, it's, it's doable because I don't think any of those teams are significantly more talented 
but it's it's not going to be easy given their history. They're going to have to – that senior class is really going to have to be special this year. I agree. And, yeah, at Conference 27, um, very tough conference. It's a little bit of a eye-opener looking at it coming from Conference 9. Um, I, I think Conference 9's average recruiting class this year was – one ninety nine two hundred one. So oh, wow, <laughs> yeah, little little different over there. Um, c- comparing those two, then. If you want an easier run, uh, S. Wesley, come over to Conference Nine. <laughs> I think we have two or three openings right now. Um, we would love the additional competition there. All right, so uh, who do you see as a uh, favorite coming out of this group? So I think. I am probably going to be leaning towards the uh, the the preseason, I guess, or group leader Blacksburg. You know, whoever's scheduled there, I guess the the number one seed, if you will. Uh, that that's kind of where I'm leaning to start with. Uh, I just think that it's going to be tough for for anybody else to to kind of compete. I know maybe not competes the right word, but but uh, to kind of knock them out of that top spot. Yeah, uh, I think if anyone has the talent, it would be Wooster. Yep. Um, so so they're, you know, th- this is going to be a team that can. I, I think match Blacksburg. I, I'm going to uh, put my money on Wooster as kind of the uh, underdog to come out of this group. Yeah. Um, I, I think that eight one class uh, they'll slide in and provide uh, some nice firepower to pair up with that 120 senior class that they have. And Wooster should be on their way to their fifth, sixth, seventh consecutive NTT tournament um, coming from a team that was a, a league 31 doormat um, until coach Satwolf uh, took it over. Um, so that I'm I'm going to look at them to uh, uh, come out of this group, and maybe this group can get a uh, um, two teams out um, and into the tournament. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I, I like uh, you know the, the raw talent there on, on Wooster is is definitely there. They they've got a little bit tougher schedule. It looks like they've got Salt Lake City, Lansing um, is kind of their their two of their their other three games, which are we I think we all know those are those are two tough mm-hmm. ones. So for that, sure, that, they might get bit with the schedule there, just just kind of having a little bit tougher tougher game. But I, I definitely think that 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 head to head Wooster could could certainly get them. Yeah, whenever you hear uh, Salt Lake City uh, League Thirty One PR number one all time and dancing. <laughs> Yes. League 31 PR number two all time. Yes. Uh, that, that, that is not, you know, a, a favorable schedule for sure. Those will be tough games. Well, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, this has been a uh, coach Boardman. I uh, joined with coach Tao um, bringing you the PNTT uh, preseason podcast. Um, we will be back to do another group shortly.